the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you for your way. Thanks for joining us. Eight minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock now as we continue on this Wednesday, the 13th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Impeachment hearings are underway. From whom will you hear from the GOP perspective? The Republicans asked for a bunch of witnesses. Schiff turned them all down. Uh, The Republicans asked for the participation of the president's lawyer. Schiff said no. And what about participation of the whistleblower himself? Republicans rejected the idea of written testimony from the whistleblower, saying it was nothing more than a political stunt, an attempt to show bipartisanship without any expectation to follow through. In a letter publicly released yesterday, the whistleblower's attorneys repeated the offer, saying, We write today to assure you that were the Republicans to submit written questions to our client, we would absolutely follow through as promised. As if that is going to substitute for the true nature of examination, which would be then cross-examination responses to what was said follow-up questions for goodness sakes the show is underway thanks so much for joining us and joining us now a man who will be in cleveland joining us on stage with hugh hewitt peter kersenow and myself on november 21st for the war for america's soul tour and now with some analysis of this show trial being held in the united states house of representatives dr sebastian gorka on am 1420 the answer dr gorka good to have you back sir how are you great to be on thanks for having me it's a pleasure to have you back here it's going to be even better to get you here in person on the 21st so looking forward to uh an opportunity to connect with and strategize with uh, constituents and listeners here in northeast ohio but before we talk about that dr gorka the whistleblower was going to testify 
Adam Schiff said he absolutely is going to testify, and hopefully very, very soon. Now, he is not going to be allowed to be questioned, and in fact, what we heard yesterday in the memo written to uh, GOP uh, legislators, that he is not allowed to be criticized, not only not questioned, but if you criticize and thus intimidate the whistleblower in any way, we will start an ethics investigation against you. Your response. So my parents uh, suffered under fascism as children, and then my father was persecuted under communists. He was arrested, tortured, uh, underwent a show trial, and then was put in political prison. This is uh, what Adam Schiff is doing is like a Stalinist show trial. The, the idea that in America you're having the equivalent of a trial, but the person accused not only cannot see cannot challenge the person accusing him. We're not even allowed to mention Eric Chiaromella's name. Uh, the president's counsel is not allowed to be in chambers when the testimony, when the hearing occurs. You know, that's fine in Venezuela. That would be fine in East Germany, but not in America. This is a sham. This is an inquisition. This is a farce. It's just about one thing. Uh, Donald Trump, my former boss, the president, committed a crime. His crime was not to be Hillary Clinton and to defeat Hillary Clinton. This is the revenge for the fact that a non-politician won the election three years ago, and this is their attempt to steal the next election. It is that simple, my friend. The Washington Post ran a headline on Inauguration Day, to January 20th, 2017, that said the impeachment of Donald Trump has begun. Uh, and, and, right. and I think that's an amazing admission from the Washington Post. Uh, and, and when you look back at it and compare that to Nancy Pelosi saying, well, we come here with regret. We come here without any joy. We, this is not something we came to Washington to do. Nobody wants to have to impeach a president. But this was thrust upon us. Dr. Gorka, they, they literally, and in fact, we can pre- date the inauguration we can even predate the night of the election and go back to the text messages shared between the lovers on the fbi struck and page uh in which they talked about don't worry she'll win but if she doesn't we'll have an insurance plan in place which is of course impeachment i mean how can they claim this isn't something they sought yeah if you if you get my new book the war for america's soul i have an exclusive chapter in there in which I went back to the White House earlier this year, and we sat down with the president in the Oval Office, and I interviewed him for an hour. And the topic was exactly this. It was the deep state. Think about, let's go back to those people, uh, let's go back to the stroke and page. An FBI, senior FBI agent and FBI lawyer, both of whom are married and are having an affair with each other. There's that, there's that classic text where, where Stroke is in, I, I can't remember whether it was Western Virginia or in Tennessee, and he said, I went into a Walmart here, and I could smell the Trump voters. That's the deep state, whether it's Colonel Alexander Sasha Bindman, born in the Soviet Union, whether it's Stroke, whether it's Page, whether it's any one of these deep state operatives. These are people who have utter and complete contempt, not just for the president, but also for the 63 million Americans who chose him to be our commander-in-chief. This is why they have to take him down. Remember, it, it really it bears reminding, for the first time in our history since the Revolutionary War, America chose a politician, chose a man for president who'd never served in public office and had never been a general. From George Washington to Obama, every single uh, president had been either a senator, congressman, a governor, or a retired general. We sent a message to the world. We've had enough 
of politicians. We've had enough of the swamp, and that's why they have to take him down, because this man isn't owned by anybody. The unions don't own him, the energy sector, big pharma. He is here for one reason, to make America great again. And that's why Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler have to subvert the will of the American people. And that's what this impeachment is. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is my guest. He is the host of America First, of course, each and every day at 3 o'clock here on AM 1420, The Answer. His latest book, The War for America's Soul, is also the headline, the title of our stage presentation and panel discussion coming up on November 21st. Hugh Hewitt, Peter Kersenow, Dr. Gorka, and I will be on stage. We urge you to get your tickets. I think there's a very small handful of VIP dinner tickets available as well at whkradio.com. Dr. Gorka, obviously the event shares the name of your book uh tell me more yeah. about the war for america's soul on, on what on what fronts will these battles be fought they're, they're being fought right now they're being fought across america whether it's in the lying media that 94 percent of which has given the president negative coverage in the last three years despite the incredible things he's achieved in the economy with the crushing of ISIS, with building the border wall. It's happening in our culture. If you look at the Hollywood, if you look at the, 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 the quote-unquote mainstream culture that is trying to mainline things that are fundamentally, fundamentally un-American, and it's happening on our campuses, in our high schools. There's this shocking story that, that I broke on, on my show, America First, where the victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, there's a big annual poll, and they've just published the latest one. The The... the the poll found that 70% of American millennials would prefer to live in a socialist or communist America. That's despite the fact that that ideology took the lives of more than 100 million human souls in the last century. But that's the Democrat Party today. They've been very successful. You've got Alexandro Ocasio-Cortez, you've got Bernie Sanders, Liz Warren. These are avowed socialists. And they are now the face of the Democrat Party. And we have a whole generation of Americans who think an ideology that is more deadly than the Nazi Party was is what America needs. That's why we have a war for America's soul. And that's why I wrote the book with that title. Very, very well said. And and there are so many different uh, avenues there. I, I, I guess I'll follow up on this one. How did we get to a place where 70% of millennials would suggest yeah. such a thing? And, and of course, the generation behind them, the youngsters, the Gen Z kids who are in school now, uh, they're, they're, they're being, they're being indoctrinated. They're being brought up to believe that the capitalist way is the evil way, that capitalism is akin to fascism, and that the, the remedy for that is socialism and communism. That's actually uh, the third chapter in the book of uh, The War for America's Soul, how we got here, because it didn't happen overnight. You can't do this to a, to a, to a civilization, to a culture overnight. It didn't happen just in the, the last eight years of the Obama administration. In Chapter 3, I, I, I spell it all out. I give you the names, the places, the dates. This is a process that's been going on for 80 years. It starts in the 1930s in Europe. It starts with the establishment of something called the Frankfurt School. Then those individuals come to the United States. They get ensconced in, in the Ivy League colleges. Uh, they, they, uh, they are then, their ideas are popularized by a man called Saul Alinsky, who Hillary Clinton worked for. She actually wrote her dissertation at Wellesley on rules for radicals on this man, Saul Alinsky. I reproduced pages from her original dissertation in the appendix for the War on America's Soul. Um, and then it goes all the way up to, to Obama and to the, the 
identity politics of the Democrat Party today. So number one, this is a, a this is something that's been going on for a long, long time. It's called the march through the institutions. And then secondly, the, the, how do we get here? Very easily uh, because the conservatives seeded the education field uh, in in the 1970s and 80s. We allowed the radicals, whether it's former members of the Weather Underground or anybody else, to become tenured professors at university to take over our high schools. We allowed books like Howard Zinn's A, A People's History of America to become the key textbook in our high schools when that book is about America being the problem in the world and it being it's an anti-capitalist, anti-democratic textbook. And we just allowed them. We, we, we seeded that territory and that's how you arrive at a point where 70% of kids in America today think that things like communism are cool, despite the fact that they are absolutely horrific. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, host of America First, uh, every day right here on AM 1420, The Answers. We wrap this up. Let me circle back to the impeachment and ask you what your prediction is. Um, if they send articles of impeachment to the Senate, uh, you know, if they vote on it and send this uh, to the Senate for a trial, they lose everything that they have had to their advantage at, to this point, which is, of course, being the majority. They lose the right to make the rules, as Adam Schiff is doing. They lose the right to censor any questions on the Bidens. Once Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and others get their hands on this, they can't protect hunter protect hunter or joe or or the whistleblower or anyone else anymore how does this play out it's not about impeachment it's about smear tactics they know they don't have a supermajority in the senate they know that if mitch mcconnell wants to show some backbone that the the day to rise in the senate for a conviction vote mitch mcconnell can just throw the whole thing out saying this is in contravention of all prior impeachments. You didn't allow the president to represent himself. You didn't allow him to have his counsel uh, in the chambers. You didn't allow him to cross-examine. Therefore, they could literally throw the whole impeachment in the lower house out the day it arrives in the Senate. But it doesn't matter. She, she knows she, she can't impeach him. The next whatever it is, 100 days, 200 days of impeachment hearing the circus is about one thing. They hope that those who don't follow the political charade closely, those who don't take the time to sit down and read the transcript of the president's call with the president of Ukraine, will believe some of the mud that, that, that they're throwing at the wall and that some of it will stick. So um, it's, it's simply about trying to undermine uh, the most successful president in the last two generations and uh, to either get people not to vote for him or not to vote and simply stay at home in the election uh, in a year's time. It's, it's filthy. It's disgusting. It's dirty tricks. Dr. Gorka, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. It's certainly a pleasure listening to you each and every day, and it's going to be fun sharing a stage with you on November 21st when you come to, for the War for America's Soul here in Northeast Ohio. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you then. God bless you. Can't wait to see you in person. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Doctor. Dr. Sebastian Gorka. And by the way, speaking of the War for America Soul Tour on November 21st, get there early and be a part of Barbecue Brew and Hue at Club Impulse inside the Holiday Inn Rockside. Brought to you by 
1420, The Answer, and Sullivan's Brewing Company uh, from Kilkenny, Ireland. Uh, barbecue, brew, and hue. You'll enjoy appetizers and a sampling of Sullivan Brewing Company's uh, wonderful offerings, as well as the opportunity to talk one-on-one with WHK's own Hugh Hewitt from 4 to 5 on uh, uh, the 21st. So you definitely want to be there to be a part of that. Tickets are available right now at whkradio.com. Go ahead and click on the Barbecue, Brew, and Hue uh, b- uh, banner ad at the very top and uh, stop in and say hi and chat with Hugh before our dinner and our program get underway on the 21st. It's a phenomenal way to uh, tap into the brilliant mind of Hugh Hewitt. Right now it's 1022. We're back after this. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 1028. Um, we had a ton of people on hold when I went to Sebastian Gorka, and then a lot of people had to move on, and I get that. But we are guest-free until 11 o'clock. So if you want to get back in line, do it now, 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. We'll try to get you on the, on the air as soon as possible. In fact, we'll do it quickly because, again, we are guest-free. Uh, and maybe you are paying attention to what's going on on the Hill right now as the sham impeachment hearings are underway and reading some of the coverage of this it's really quite hilarious although it's also quite disturbing because we know what it means mark meadows tweeting seven minutes ago right out of the shoot the unfair process has begun john ratcliffe asks how much time adam schiff will grant himself before other members can be recognized the answer it depends it depends spoken otherwise well if democrats are losing i'll take more time Katie Pavlich tweeting, Schiff just falsely stated that Russia hacked the 2016 presidential election. That is an absolutely false statement. She's 100% right. They are trying to create the impression, which they were trying to do throughout the entirety of the Mueller investigation, that Russia hacked the election itself, that somehow they got into the election They changed vote totals, that sort of quote-unquote hacking. All the Russians did in that quote-unquote meddling, if you will, (laughs) excuse me, is they hacked into the DNC servers and the servers of John Podesta. That's all they did because they had very, very little uh, security and firewall protection because they're idiots, they're Democrats, I repeat myself. But they, uh, that's, that's the only thing that happened. And then WikiLeaks published information from those, uh, emails that may or may not have been embarrassing. But they, they absolutely did not hack the election. That is a complete misrepresentation of the facts, which is why Adam Schiff is in charge of this for the Democrats. Because it's what they do, like breathing. They misrepresent. They lie, they cheat, and they steal. And this is what they're trying to do now. They're lying about Donald Trump. They're cheating. And they're trying to steal the presidency and take it away from the will of the voters. All right, we've got news now at 10.30. I'll come back, get your phone calls at 216-901-0945. Name 1420, The Answer. Ten thirty-five now. The Bob France Authority continuing on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. So the uh, show is underway, as I mentioned. 
the show trial, if you will, uh, the entire thing. Uh, I'll hit you again with uh, um, And Justice for All <laughs> in a moment. Uh, and that, of course, is the Al Pacino movie in which he declares exactly what it is. It's a show. It's nothing but a show. It's let's make a deal. The whole trial is out of order. But before I do that, I want to share a little bit with you of uh, of what's going on there in the um, uh, in the hearing right now. Um, Adam Schiff made his opening statement of trash, uh, as you can imagine. Devin Nunez, then the ranking member of the uh, Intel Committee, got his opportunity, and this is a short portion of what he had to say. Thanks, gentlemen. In a July open hearing of this committee, following publication of the Mueller report. The Democrats engaged in a last-ditch effort to convince the American people that President Trump is a Russian agent. That hearing was the pitiful finale of a three-year-long operation by the Democrats, the corrupt media, and partisan bureaucrats to overturn the results of the 2016 election. After the spectacular implosion of their Russia hoax on July 24th, in which they spent years denouncing any Republican who ever shook hands with a Russian. On July 25th, they turned on a dime and now claim the real malfeasance is Republicans' dealings with Ukraine. In the blink of an eye, we're asked to simply forget about Democrats on this committee, falsely claiming they had more than circumstantial evidence of collusion between President Trump and Russians. We should forget about them reading fabrications of Trump-Russia collusion from the Steele dossier into the congressional record. We should also forget about them trying to obtain nude pictures of Trump from Russian pranksters who pretended to be Ukrainian officials. We should forget about them leaking a false story to CNN while he was still testifying to our committee claiming that Donald Trump Jr. was colluding with WikiLeaks. And forget about countless other deceptions, large and small, that make them the last people on earth with the credibility to hurl more preposterous accusations at their political opponents. And yet now... We'll pause that there because uh, I I want to get to your phone calls as I promised I would, but Devin Nunez calling this the spectacular implosion of the Russia hoax turned on a dime into the real map. Rent Ukrainian sequel, the the low-rent Ukrainian sequel to Russia collusion. All of it's accurate. All of it is accurate. Where does it go from here? Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Jim is in West Park. Thanks for waiting, Jim. You're on the air. Go ahead. Morning. Uh, yeah, you just mentioned uh, Devin Nunes. I'm in this book called The Plot Against the President by Lee Smith. There's a bunch of new names in there. And then there was this four proto-dossiers that uh, months before Steele got a hold of them, it, there was Simpson and Fitch... This was early spring of 2016. Nellie and Bruce Orr were the masterminds behind it. And then, I've never heard of this, the Wolf Files. The Wolf File is, is something that they have to have before the Pfizer warrant is uh, authorized. 
and um, this this Kesh Yep Patel. He's in there a lot. I don't know who this guy is, but uh, this is our own people before it even went over to this Russian Steel. Uh, Christopher Steele person. Chris, yeah, yeah he's a Br- he's the British the- he's the British spy who uh, right. who got all of this information from Russia four, to include in this phony dossier. There was four proto dossiers before it even got there. So if that's all I got today, thanks for taking my call. All right, th- thanks, Jim. I pre- you know, a lot. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. I talked about this at length. Was it yesterday or Monday? I think it was yesterday. Talking about how Chuck Todd is trying everything he can. Chuck Todd, the uh, moderator of uh, Meet the Press on NBC and the political director at NBC News, uh, trying to discredit everything about the dossier. The dossier, the dossier, the dossier. He said, I'm tired of hearing about the dossier. That means nothing. It meant everything. It was at the core of what led the uh, the uh, uh, FISA uh, court to issue the um, uh, grant to grant rather the spying on American citizens, including members of the Trump campaign team, for crying out loud. There was a deep state state coup because this dossier was paid for by uh, both the FBI, the DNC, and the Hillary campaigns to get foreign intelligence used to hurt their political opponent Donald Trump, and they did it. And this was excused and cleared by virtually everybody in the mainstream media. President Trump makes a phone call to Ukraine, makes very valid or asks very valid questions about Ukraine's involvement in the 2016 election, makes very valid questions or asks valid questions about any corruption still remaining in the uh, Ukrainian government before we send them billions of dollars. Um, and, and this is what is, uh, has led to the impeachment moment. Again, it's not about the facts. It's about the promise. The promise was impeachment. That's it. We will impeach him, they said on Inauguration Day. We will impeach him, they said on Election Night. We will impeach him, they said, before he even won. If he wins, that's what we'll do. That's what this is all about. Amy is in Hudson next. Amy, go right ahead. Hello, Bob. Good morning, and I just love your show. Uh, I just would like to add a little levity with okay. truth in it. I, I had kind of like a vision of these Republicans walking into this Inquisition room with a uh, life-size cardboard cutout of a human being who happens to be one of President Trump's attorneys. And on that cardboard, all across the chest, it would say, Attorney. President Trump. And over this cutout face, over the mouth, would be duct tape, black duct tape. And then sit this thing right next to them. And I think that would get a You know what? I'll tell you what. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. And you know what? Better yet, have the attorney. Well, you're right. They're banned. They're not allowed to sit there. Have a, have, I was going to say, maybe have just a staff or some one of their congressional staffers mm-hmm. sit there wearing that. Make it an actual person with duct tape rather than the, than the cutout. Uh, that would be yeah. pretty hilarious because you're right. Yeah, you They're silencing his counsel. How can there be due process when the president yeah. isn't even allowed to have his counsel representing him uh, in these hearings? Amy, great point. Great, you did add some levity to it. That would be funny. I appreciate it. Thank you, BJ. Next, uh, BJ, you're on the air. Go ahead. It's Navy Man Norm, Bob. Oh, I got BJ on my screen. Sorry about that, Navy Man. Go right ahead. <laughs> I don't know hey, uh, how they messed that one up, but there it is. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> just a small correction. It's yes, F. Chuck Todd. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm trying to be genteel, I suppose, but uh, yes, I would say that's, I just want to touch, that's pretty I don't accurate. even want to talk about this uh, 
uh, Inquisition and the Parade of Liars, Thieves, and uh, the word rhymes with bores. But uh, we'll let that go. I want to talk about the Tamir Rice. Uh, the, the answer is simple. Somebody's running out of money. Somebody's running out of money, Bob. The family and the uh, ambulance chasers are resurrecting this because they're probably running out of money. They probably blew through the millions that they got for them from the original settlement. So what, what better way than to get the rag known as the uh, pain dealer uh, on their side and saying this is the you know most horrible day in Cleveland's history. Well, I have news for the pain dealer. The worst day in Cleveland's history was the Glenville ambush where three policemen were murdered by Ahmed Evans and his black nationalists. That was the worst day in Cleveland's history. The second worst day in Cleveland's history was the day that the plane dealer opened up and started printing their, their uh, <laughs> liberal nonsense. But just my two cents, um, I'm not watching this, uh, uh, <clears throat> shall we say, fraud show and freak show, and neither is my wife or our neighbors. So I think that's the best way to handle it. You ignore them for the time being, and then let the chips fall where they may. But I think Devin Nunes in his opening statement was wonderful. I think it was wonderful because he pointed everything right at the chief uh, instigator, the pencil neck man. So have a good day, and God bless. Thank you, Navy Man Norm. God bless you as well. Um, I'm watching it to the extent that, A, I can, because uh, I'm on the air right now as it has gotten underway. I will have to catch up on it because I'll be sitting in for Larry Elder tonight um, from uh, 7 to 10 right here on AM 1420, The Answer. So if you get an opportunity to tune in tonight, I will have much more to say about this because I do want to hear what they're saying. I mean, I'm with you. It's a sham. It's a fraud. You can sit here and go through a thesaurus and look for other words to say the same thing, but but it is what it is. Um, but we need to hear what they are saying so that we can respond appropriately, and that's the problem here. Again, with uh, uh, you know the whistleblower testimony only coming in question, a uh, written question and answer form, because you want to be able to answer the answers. You want to be able to hear what is being said so you can counter, so that you can ask follow-ups and so on and so forth. The president doesn't have an attorney representing him here in these hearings, yet they're trying to fire him from his job. They're trying to remove him from office. And he's not allowed to have personal representation there, only congressional representation. And then that congressional representation only allowed to ask questions approved by the majority leader, by the uh, committee chair, rather, Adam Schiff. Uh, it, it's it, Yes, it's a sham. Yes, it's a show. Yes, it's a fraud. Yes, the entire thing is an affront to all things decent in the United States. Yes, it is an attempt to wipe out the votes of 63 million Americans. But do we have to pay attention to it? Sadly, I'm afraid we do. And I will be paying attention to it all during the day so that I can talk about it in more, uh, uh, in more depth on uh, Larry Elder's show tonight. Julie is waiting for us in Cleveland now on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Julie. Go ahead. Hey, Bob, looking forward. My son and I are going to be coming to the program on the 21st, and I'll tell you, I'm not even watching this stuff today because I am so angry. I'm almost out of control. But two quick things. Uh, number one, and it may have to happen in the Senate if they have hearings there, why maybe um, Mr. Jordan should think about bringing the president of the Ukraine, along with his cabinet members that might have been involved, to come testify. What better, what better person than the other person involved in conversation? And another thing I thought interesting, too, is, did anybody else notice President Trump never released the transcripts from the other Ukraine call yesterday like he said he was going to? 
Well, he didn't say he was going. Yeah, well, I I read uh, one of his tweets, and he said Mm -hmm. it would be by the end of the week that he was going to do that. So it didn't have to be yesterday. I think somebody said that it might be yesterday, but his tweet said he's going to release the transcript of the first call, which he said was more important than even the second call. And he said that'll be done by the end of the week. So we'll see where that goes. Not sure. To be quite honest, what good that will do, not sure what he's trying to accomplish with that, but maybe we'll have that answer when we see it, and hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. Look, um, what, what's really important here, as it pertains to this Ukraine part, she said, you know, why don't they call the president of Ukraine or any of those individuals uh, to testify as well, to say, look, no, we didn't get, we didn't get bribed, and no, we didn't get extorted, no, we didn't get... Um, uh, bamboozled. No, he didn't threaten us with uh, withholding aid um, if we didn't do something for him. We all know those things aren't true, but to get them to say it, we, we look, here, here's all we really have to do. <clears throat> I've had a couple of different people this morning reminding me <clears throat> of uh, reporting that was done. Reporting that was done on Ukraine back during the election cycle and what Ukraine was up to. You see, <clears throat> Adam Schiff and the left and the Democrats have gone out of their way to say the president had no business asking President Zelensky to look into Ukrainian corruption during the 2020 or 2016 election cycle because it's already been debunked. Well, that's not true, number one. Um, and number two, what they were doing with respect to meddling, if you will, in the American election was not what you might expect. Because if you recall, the allegation in the Russian quote-unquote meddling was, was that he was trying to help Trump against Clinton, he being Putin and, and the Russians, that they were trying to help Trump over the Clintons, which is why he would have been conspiring. But what Ukraine was doing was just the opposite. I'm looking at a Politico story sent to me by a friend, Reminding me of this, January of 2017, this is nine days before the inauguration. Politico is not a right-wing presentation or production or publication. Politico story, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials are scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. Why was there no special prosecutor appointed to investigate this? Why was there no investigation in Congress? Ukrainian government officials were quietly working to boost Hillary Clinton. That's meddling in our elections. They were quietly working against Donald Trump. That's meddling in our elections. And President Trump, talking to the new president of Ukraine, wanted to know about that. Hey, I would like to know how much involvement your old corrupt government had in trying to meddle with our elections the same way that the liberal Democrats are asking how much Russians meddled in our elections. That's a perfectly valid question. And there was coverage of this at the time. I'll fast forward to present day. Kind of. Just two months ago, September of this year. TheNation.com, asking and discussing this issue. The full scope of Ukraine's impact on the 2016 election has yet to be determined or even examined. 
vulnerabilities in U.S. election security need attention, and Ukraine's 2016 impact could be instructive going forward. So President Trump asking questions of the current newly elected Ukrainian president about whether or not old Ukrainian government officials former Ukrainian government officials hacked into our election and impact our election in some capacity is absolutely valid before we go sending them hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars, in American aid. Why should we send our our money to a corrupt government? Now, fortunately, the president determined, as did the rest of his team, that the Ukrainian government is in better hands now with President Zelensky, and they sent them the money. Two months before it was due. And yet we're sitting here holding an impeachment inquiry now? Because President Trump supposedly was going to withhold that money until they did some investigating for him? It's a joke. It's a show. The entire thing is a show. Nothing more, nothing more. It's just a show! It's a show! Let's make a deal! Let's make a deal! Right back after this. France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. I'll have uh, much more time to talk about this tonight when I host uh, Larry Older's Nationwide syndicated program but i'll give you a very brief snippet of it right now jim jordan uh speaking uh at the impeachment inquiry hearings today uh just moments ago in fact um uh, in the house intelligence committee all right where are you congressman jordan just to ask a clarifying question do you anticipate when we might vote on the ability to have the whistleblower in front of us something you of the 435 members of Congress, you are the only member who knows who that individual is, and your staff is the only staff of any member of Congress who's had a chance to talk with that individual. We would like that opportunity. When might that happen in this proceeding today? First, as the gentleman knows, that's a false statement. I do not know the identity of the whistleblower, and I'm determined to make sure that identity is protected. I'm determined to make sure that identity is protected. First of all, Adam Schiff is a bald-faced liar. He admitted that he and his staff were contacted by the whistleblower before the whistleblower ever went to the inspector general or any of the actual authoritative sources to be a quote-unquote whistleblower. And number two, Adam Schiff, as recently as September 24th, announced on Twitter, quote, we have been informed by the whistleblower's counsel that their client would like to speak to our committee and has requested guidance from the acting DNI, that's Director of National Intelligence, as to how to do so. We are in touch with that counsel and look forward to the whistleblower's testimony as soon as this week. That was September 24th. Adam Schiff, September 24th, the whistleblower will testify. As early as this week. Here we are. November 13th. The whistleblower will not testify. We will protect his identity. We will protect him and keep him, uh, and keep his, uh, uh, identity a secret. I, I mean, is this, is this a comedy? I know it's a show, 
But it's 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 a comedic show. I mean, because what can you do other than laugh at these idiots? I mean, it's embarrassing. He has admitted that he his uh, staff has had contact with the whistleblower, and we know the timeline: eighteen days that they had an opportunity to collude with him in order to try to harm Trump, because he didn't go. The CIA operative Eric Charmello, the whistleblower, he didn't go to the director of national intelligence. He didn't go to the inspector general. He went to Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is a bald-faced liar. I'm going to squeeze Bob in Middleburg Heights in here before we go on Tamir Rush real quick. Go ahead, Bob. Good morning, Bob. Uh, refresh my memory. Uh, what granted Frank Jackson the authority to award a private citizen $6 million of taxpayer money? It seems to me if the mayor of your community awarded someone $600, he would be under investigation. Well, you know who granted him the authority is the city council. He can't do that unilaterally. City council had to sign off do, on it, and they did. And that's the problem they? here. That's you know they're they're just as as corrupt as he is. Unfortunately, I apologize. I can't continue because I've got to get out now. Mike Gallagher's coming. Gallagher's coming up next. I'll talk to you tonight on the Larry Elder Show. Bye bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.